it would be really interesting, I think, if there was a piece of functionality which was like... Take uh, my scrappy notes and make it beautiful. Yeah, absolutely <laughs> that. Like 100% that. <laughs> All right, we're rolling, and today we have Emil from Kaida with us. Welcome, dude. Hello, hello. And we've also got the Grinch, apparently. Uh, Joel, <laughs> tell, show the people your voice right now, man. Uh, okay, so a child coughed on me <laughs> on an airplane, and uh, <laughs> it was funny because in the group chat, like I, I, oh, I, I was like witnessed it happen. Like I was like sitting there, this child oh, no. just like open mouth coughed like right next to me, and I was oh, like in no. the group chat, I was like, oh, some kid just coughed on me, like GG. Oh, yeah. And then yeah. like four days later, it's like it all hit me. So. Dude, I saw that message too, <laughs> yeah. and I was like, oh gosh, Joel is being a germaphobe yeah. or something like that. No. And here we are with the voice. Well, no. all right, Joel, hang in there, man. If you want to say something, you can say something. Or feel free to like just message me on Discord or something like that if you want me to say something instead and spare cool. the listeners' ears. Um, but yeah, we'll, yeah, we'll figure it out. Yeah, my throat as well. Yeah, awesome. well, that, that's true. Yeah. The, the, yeah. That as well. Um, but we'll figure yeah. it out one way or another. Um, Emil, man, uh, so... I've had the pleasure of meeting you a couple times, uh, but never in person, just just visual or over the uh, the chat. And um, so, and I'm actually more familiar with uh, Kaido through Ian, yeah, um, because I've yeah. I've worked with him at the live hacking events before. Yeah. Um, so why don't you give me a little bit of an intro to you and how you ended up in this crazy world <laughs> of writing uh, an HTTP proxy yeah. for a very you know specific set of customers? Yeah, that's the. Uh... Pretty crazy uh, adventure. Um, so basically, uh, Jan is my my friend from high school. Mm. We we went kind of our separate ways after high school. Uh, he went to a different university than me. Um, so I did a bunch of uh, during university and after that I did a bunch more uh, on the development side. So infrastructure work uh, for AWS mainly a bit of GCP. I did mm. development work also. Um, and then I was in between contracts like two years and a half ago. Uh, and then uh, he, he, he just asked me basically, hey, I'm, I'm working on, on this uh, cool new projects. Do you want to do you want to participate on it? Like, <laughs> and I always wanted to like start a company per se, like I was doing consulting, but starting a business is different from from just the service work. Uh, so I, I jump on the idea and uh, here we are. Uh, Wow, dude. Okay, so <laughs> Ian, Ian just says, you know, hey man, you up? You know, yeah. and, and, and says, hey, you want to start a company? And and it just and it just happened like that, yeah, huh? Yeah, yeah. And at wow. some point, I'm gonna share like the screenshots of what it looked like, and I, I'm uh, you would not believe it. Like, eh. oh my gosh, man, that's crazy. <laughs> it was well, the light team, so I don't know. <laughs> oh my gosh, oh light theme, the eyes. Uh, um, no, but that's that's really cool, man. That you jumped on that opportunity, and I know, I know, just from talking to Ian. Um, Ian is the other co-founder of um, Kaido. For those of you that are not familiar with the company, um, well, you will be familiar with the company yeah, by the end yeah, of this episode. That, yeah. So hang in there. Um, but. Uh, yeah, man. You know, Ian has has always said it's been a pleasure working with you, and I'm glad he's got a partner in this challenge because I, you know, I've been talking with him a little bit, and I've seen y'all's company develop over the past couple of years, and it's a lot of work, man. Yeah. There's a lot of feet. You know, in the beginning when we when we were all just kind of at the live hacking events, being like, man. I really don't like burp, you know, and we have this conversation at the live hacking events a lot because yeah. um, you're on your laptop. Right. Yeah. And and when you're at home, you know, you've got your desktop and the desktops are a little bit more chunky and mm -hmm. they can handle yeah. it. But when you're at the live hacking event and you're like on the verge of finding a cool bug or something like that, and then your burp just kind of craps out on you, it's the worst. So, you know, we, we were always talking about, you know, what it would look like to build a, another another mm -hmm. HTTP proxy tool. Um, but as you guys are taking it on, there are a lot of features that, yeah. uh, all, that we've all sort of taken for granted. Right. Definitely. Yeah, definitely. Uh, I think like the basic we got pretty fast, but then after that, it's all the settings and all the small things that one person uses, but like not everybody else. That kind of piles up on, on top of it. So and so yeah. yeah. Have you guys? Uh, let me ask this. Have you guys? Um, 
Have you guys been, how have you balanced trying to get everyone able to use the product for their basic needs, you know, yeah. just basic HTTP proxying versus implementing some of these nice to haves that we are used to using in Burp mm -hmm. or other HTTP proxy tools? Yeah, I think it goes a lot with the, the GitHub issues. We've relied a lot on that to, to mm -hmm. determine which features is really important. We also have like obviously business priorities and all of that, but we mm -hmm, do lean sure. a lot on that uh, based on like upvotes and how, how much people talk about them in general. Um, so mm. it's been kind of our strategy. It's not easy because like there are some stuff that we know people want for a long time, like plugins and we can come back to that, uh, but they are harder also. So we have to balance also what, how much we can ship and we want to do a release almost every month or something like that. So to respect that timeline, we also have to like choose, pick and choose what we work on. Yeah, so. no, absolutely. That makes sense. Yeah. And that's one of the things I, you know, we've talked about Kaido plenty of times and, and every time we talk about Kaido on this podcast, for some reason, somebody comes under the video and even though it's in the description, they say, and they add a comment, Hey, how do you spell Kaido? I can't find it. It's C-A-I-D-O, <laughs> everyone. Just, I'm just yeah. going to go ahead and just put that out there right now. Yeah. yeah. So, so C-A-I-D-O, Google it. Um, it's an awesome tool. And one of the main things that I've really appreciated about the past couple of years of using this tool is that you guys have been um, working off of those GitHub issues, right? Just yep. like you said. So we have a lot of ability to influence the development of the tool. Yep. So if you have some really great feature that you would really like, you can, you know, if you and a bunch of other people agree that this is a, a really great feature, you can get that implemented. Or if a bug is happening, it gets mm -hmm. fixed very quickly. Yeah. So for, I, I've been... I've benefited firsthand from that that yeah. process. So thanks for thanks for sticking to that. We and, have some of um, our special users that we like to please more. <laughs> you, know, <laughs> you, know, you know, you know, I, you know it, just, it warms the heart. It warms yeah, the heart. Yeah, yeah. Um, uh, but yeah, so I guess we sort of jumped the gun because I got excited. But tell me a little bit about for those of you that haven't heard of Kaido, you should go back and listen to the other episodes of Critical Thinking where we talk about Kaido Obviously. all the time. It's a great podcast. Uh, so. <laughs> yeah, oh, thanks, man. Um, but give give the give the listeners a quick summary of what what the primary goals of the software is and, and yep. what Kaido is in general. So, like you said, it's a it's a proxy. So the goal is to intercept uh, traf HTTP traffic between your browser and and your targets. Um, try to find vulnerabilities. Like just give you the most tools we can to like help you find the vulnerabilities and then replay the traffic. Uh, do some brute forcing if you need to, and then uh, we are starting to like integrate more and more tools as we go along. So just analyze the traffic and, and all of that. We. We or if you want to modify stuff on the fly, we have the match and replace rule. So we try to mm -hmm. get as much uh, tool as you're used to uh, from mm. from uh, from Burp Suite or Zap mm. into this uh, this new projects. And one of the features that we have that is kind of unique is this client server architecture, where like mm. you don't need to run Kaido on your laptop; you can it, run man. it remotely. That's that's. I think it's a, it's a bit of an education because people are not used to to that to doing that. Yeah, so yeah. Tell, tell like, the people about that. Tell yeah. them how that you can set that up. So, so Kaido is is a server and a client. It's completely separate. You can run them on the same machine, but it's a Rust server. So we made it run like on almost every platform you can imagine, from mm. Raspberry Pis to your VPS in the cloud. So you run this small CLI. On, on the server and then you connect to it via the your browser or we also have a small desktop app that's quite a lightweight mm. but yeah. uh, it's basically a web view to to the server and then you connect to that and then after that you proxy your traffic through it it's uh, super easy to do and what I like about this architecture is we're not tied to to a, a per license model for us it's like mm. you install Kaido on any device you want. Like mm. it doesn't matter how many and you just mm. pay once for that. So, wow. Yeah. yeah. That's awesome, man. And I love how that also just very artfully solves the problem. And you guys are solving it in multiple ways, as you mentioned, because the server is actually coded in Rust, which is yep. a far more efficient language than, than Java is for these sort of processing tasks. Um, so you've solved the, you know, overhead problem in that way, but you've also solved it with this client server architecture. Mm -hmm. And I've, I've personally benefited benefited from this a lot because I have a Chromebook and I really like having this little Chromebook around. It's very light. It's really easy to use. And I have a way to, you know, run Kaido on my server and then connect it up to my Chromebook and proxy the traffic mm -hmm. from the Chromebook through the, 
through the Kaido server and then interact with the the Kaido UI on the on the um, on the Chromebook itself, mm -hmm. and it works it works great. Um, and so that was a really I'm. Dude, I just I love it so much. It just yeah. it just oh, it, it's amazing. Yeah, so. we've seen some pretty crazy stuff. Like people run it on like Android devices, like tablets Whoa. and stuff like that. So we've seen that people like one guy was trying to set it up the other day on like he had the iPad for the front end and then he has his VPS and was like camping or what whatnot heck? and he was doing hacking on his iPad <laughs> remotely. From his iPad. Yeah. So. Jeez, man. Yeah. Before you like, I've done that a couple of times, and the ways that I've had to do it was I'd have to connect. You know, before Kaido, I'd have to just use like TeamView or something yeah. like that to connect yeah. back to my main computer, and then I'm mm. like slowly dragging yeah. the cursor <laughs> the around, cursor and it's around, like, yeah. no, please. <laughs> Um, yeah, so yeah. that's that's really cool, man. Um, yeah, and it, it's it seems like it's been a great a great project so far. Yeah. Um, so let me ask you this: there's there's um, you guys have developed it to the point now where you have a lot of the base features. Yeah. You've got the you know the HTTP proxy in place. You guys uh, have WebSocket history in place. Yeah. You've got the match and replace stuff. Um, Automate what, so like uh, intruder and yeah. all of that. Yeah. 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 automate and um so what what are the you know you mentioned the client and server thing already but yeah. let, let's give you let's give you four other things you want to shout out um in this app that people should be aware of as far as features go that could help their day-to-day -day testing life yeah well like like uh we we uh, we discussed that a bit internally also like what we wanted mm -hmm. to 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 discuss uh, with people yeah. and and i think the overall team is we want to make people more efficient and yeah. and that goes into many small sections of the app. So just from like changing projects, like changing, I don't know if you use more mm. projects because of it, yeah, but dude, like I do, yeah, because like <laughs> I use a lot of projects. <laughs> yeah, yeah, because it's just a drop down, and you just select it, and boom, it's there. You don't need to restart anything. It's it's yeah. in the app. Uh, and we try to also keep people more organized. We have this concept of collections, and we're gonna expand it more with notes related to collections and all of that. So that's another thing. We we try to like. It was a nightmare for just keeping so, your replay collections or the, yeah. yeah. Let, tell, tell me about okay. So the collections I, I've got I've got Kaido open here. Yeah. Um, is that if I go here into replay and then I've got okay I can add various thing and this allows me to group my yeah. various sort of logical entities of the HTTP request. Is that exactly. correct? Yeah, that, that's nice. the goal and. What we found is like people were like, ah, oh, it's annoying. You have to like put it in a collection and whatnot. But at the end of the day, like <laughs> once you go back to your stuff, it's interesting because like it is more organized and you can find stuff faster than, than you used to. So that's yeah. our, our premise. We try to push, gently push our users to like be more organized. And I think we're going to add more features like eventually with reporting. And that's the same philosophy we're going to we're going to take in, in terms of like keeping you organized as much as possible. So. Yeah, no, that's great. Any tools that will help me along the way with that, I'm, I'm very grateful for it. We talk about it on the podcast all the time, but if you, if you talk to all of the top hackers, um, and you ask them, hey, like, what does your organization flow or your note-taking flow look like? Well, they're, they're all like, well, I've got this scratch pad next to my desk. Yeah. And, like, sometimes I write down every third letter of a request or something. <laughs> you know, it's like, or, like, I've got, like, notes.txt. And, yeah, and then yeah. I just literally cat everything into that, you know, like. Yeah. Um, and so, you know, we're, by nature, we're a very... It seems we're a very disorganized bunch. Um, and so I mean, it this... goes part of the creativity you need for like this kind of work, right? So it's like yeah. usually like I'm a bit like that also. Uh, but yeah, uh, yeah it's, it's a question of keeping you organized. Like you need tools, you need strategies for that. So I think that's kind of our philosophy in terms of that. Uh, yeah, I remember, yeah, I remember very clearly the first time I found out that you could rename burp tabs. And I was like, "Oh, this is amazing!" And and I think they've implemented maybe I think you guys actually implemented collections first, so maybe this was yeah. a response to to that in Burp. But they've added you know yeah, groups know. now, yeah. and, and so um, you know this this is definitely where the industry is moving. And I think you guys made it took a great step with that. Um, yeah. And so I, I it's definitely uh, takes a second to to get used to um, mm -hmm. with the you know adding and and that sort of thing, but that extra layer of organization will really help, I think, in the long, in the yeah, long yeah. run. Yeah, yeah, 
Definitely. And I think we're, as we build more stuff into it, like that's going to be more present as we add notes and, and, and things like that. To, uh, yeah. So, yeah. so then you can take notes specifically yeah. on individual requests or individual collections or what? Yeah. That's the, that's one of the next goal for, for next year. Like we want to mm. do the whole reporting and, and just note taking and everything, trying to, to go further than, than what you currently have. So, um, nice. Yeah. Burp yeah. is giving you a bit of pressure on the notes. Like I've seen, they they release some stuff, so uh, it's gonna move up the timeline. <laughs> yeah, I, I think it would also really be interesting because um, you guys have this assistant functionality yeah. as well that utilizes um, ChatGPT, right? Yeah, we already have uh, that integrated. Yeah. Yeah, and so you know, if I if I right click on a request and I, and I let me see if I do it from replay and I hit assistant, there's explain and there's generate CSERF uh, POC. Mm -hmm. It would be really interesting, I think, if there was a piece of functionality which was like take uh, my scrappy notes and make it beautiful. Yeah, absolutely <laughs> that, like one hundred percent that. But also, hey, write a report surrounding yeah. this HTTP request, right? Mm -hmm. And then maybe you get to give like a little like two sentence blob right on it that says okay this is the primary request that is vulnerable yeah. to idor mm -hmm. and then you know the llm just looks at the full request and says okay this is probably what the and maybe you could even outline like template structures yeah. for reports yeah, yeah, yeah. and mm -hmm. then the llm would just build it all out i think that would be amazing yeah that's definitely in the in the work yeah in our head, our head at least so <laughs> uh and i think it's yeah. gonna come like more uh, next year where we want to expand a lot the the reporting the more also Everything that is from you to like an Acker one, like doing that connection faster and everything mm. like that. Uh, and then from them, eventually I also want to be on the other side. Uh, as mm. a business mm. owner, I'd like to be on the other side so they don't have like, when you submit a report, it's, it's super easy for them to retest. And if it's yeah. if it's with Kaido, it's even faster or something like okay. that. So, okay, so you're thinking yeah. about like creating some sort of, ah, that would be super helpful because like maybe, oh, Dude, I think I've, I've seen the vision <laughs> You're now. Seeing I've the seen vision, the vision. Right? Yeah, yeah. Okay, so like now I, I have my, you know, my my setup in, here in in Kaido, and I like maybe I could generate or take a collection yep. and say, you know, okay, there's this specific flow of requests in the in the collection, right? Mm -hmm. And and then I export it maybe, and the person on their side just clicks a link, yep. and and it, they see you know Kaido in their browser for a moment or something like that, and it walks them through the the flow. That's of the kind request. of the idea, yeah. Yeah, yeah, dude. Okay, what the heck? I'm so hyped for that. That would that's gonna be amazing. Yeah, yeah. We have a, a whole lot of those ideas. It's just a matter of like we're three people. I, I mentioned yeah. like I don't think you met Chris before. It's our no, third partner, so yeah. he's uh, he's part time on it uh, right now. So uh, we're only three people, and uh, we do our best. We ship a lot of stuff for three people, but we yeah, still have our limit. Uh, now. <laughs> Chris, I, I actually haven't heard you mention Chris before. Is Chris a new partner or has he been along no, from the been, beginning? No, uh, he's been there uh, since the beginning. It's just that he has uh, another job also and uh, sure. he's working and what, on... Uh, what kind of... So Ian, I know, is doing... Uh, well, why don't you tell me a little bit yeah. about the division of duties a little yeah, bit? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So Ian is doing all the front end. So if you like the front end, that's entirely him. Like, awesome. I find okay. that crazy that he, he, he went from like a hacker Bless to... Bless his heart, man. Bless <laughs> his freaking heart. Yeah. Yeah. And, and we don't even have a designer. So it's kind of crazy because like, that he is does, tricky. does all the design also. So mm. uh, I'm doing a lot of the, the backend. So all the Rust code, uh, I've taken over a lot. I sometimes ask uh, the other guys to jump on it mm. Uh, mm. for especially like larger tasks. We have a larger task of like rewriting a bunch of like our ingestion of, of requests and all of that. So that's going to mm -hmm. take uh, a lot of manpower. Uh, yeah. And then Chris is kind of going over the, the back end and front end doing a smarter task because he has less time. So uh, mm. we try to, to balance the work. And I do a lot of the administration of the business as a general yeah, idea. That's what I was going to ask yeah. was like, does that normally fall to, I mean, and, and you're doing both you and Ian are doing this full time, right? Yeah. 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 Okay. And so that a lot of that business stuff is falling to you as well. Yeah. Yeah. So I do a lot of uh, just administration things and then, I'm happy also to to do uh, interviews and all that. Man. So yeah, right, right. And, and thus we, we have you here, dude. Yeah. That's uh, that's a lot, man. And, and yeah. I think a lot of the a lot of the hackers, you know, that are in this community, I don't know what it is, but it seems like there is an entrepreneurial itch in more of us than not. Um, mm -hmm. So it's always cool to hear about you know various companies that 
hackers have started and that sort of thing. Um, so thanks for sharing some insight into that. Um, I, I've got a couple other things I wanted to talk to you about, the, you know, with, with within Kaido. Yeah. But yeah, actually, yeah. I, I, I want to jump. I want to jump. I want to scrap that for a second and just Go ahead. Ha- have some personal beef that I need to discuss with you, dude. Where All where right. is where is the search bar, man? Where is the freaking search bar for like searching everything? Yeah, for like... searching for searching requests and stuff like that. Like, so I I hit search right. Yeah. And and I'm I'm here. And and so I I've had this discussion with you okay. with you guys before, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know I uh, and and for those of you that are are listening audio, I'm sorry. I'll try to describe as much as I can, but also we will have uh, my screen on on YouTube, um, so check that out there if you if you're able to. So I go to search and I go to filters applied. Yeah. And then I'm able to you know specify various filters mm-hmm. here, mm-hmm. Um, but. I feel like it sh- like one of the core things I do in Burp Suite yep. or any other HTTP proxy is I I go up to the top little menu uh, up at the top left and I click you know file or whatever it is and then I I, I click search right mm-hmm. and then it just pops down and there's like a a little search bar that I can just type whatever I want into a regex or whatever and I can select okay I want to search the response bodies or the request bodies and that sort of thing yeah and I I feel like that has been has been that sort of search bar like experience has mm-hmm. been missing from Kaido for a little yeah, while. I agree. And I'm, yeah. I'm wondering if that's because of it, because it's very difficult to implement or because it hasn't been a priority on the list. Uh, talk to me about why that is. Yeah. 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 No, I agree with that. Uh, I think filters in general are uh, kind of uh, an older the part of the design. Like it was done okay. uh, more than a year and a half ago now. Okay. Uh, I think, it, it, yeah, we it, we know it's due for for like a makeover. We mm. want to our our objective is to make something similar to Wireshark uh, mm. in terms of like for power user. Language. Yeah, so like a small query language. We'll see how much we can make it uh, powerful. But the idea is like under the hood, when you look at the API, because basically this front end uses mm-hmm. our own API. So right. Uh, it's pretty powerful. Uh, mm-hmm. It's more powerful than the UI currently exposes. So okay. we, we still have room for like improving the UI. And, and what we still want to keep um, a version that is like click-based just because some user, like more beginner users, they, they necessarily don't necessarily like want to to learn the, the query language at the first like usage. Sure. So we want to keep both, but also teach you how to use the language like at the same time. So probably when you add stuff visually, it's going to generate the string that you could have written. So that's Dude, kind yeah. of like the idea of where we're going. I don't know in terms of timeline. Uh, I know it's a big pain point. So uh, yeah, yeah. Shot to the heart. <laughs> no, no, no. Um, no, that's awesome, man. I, no, I can I see the vision. Yeah. I can see the vision, and and I think it's um, to me for me personally. And I, and I use the um, I use the you know filter based search yeah. search yeah. system on a regular basis, and it works. It just causes a little bit of extra friction to my yeah. To and my, it's also not fast enough. Like I don't, I'm not like, and I want people to be able to like save filters. So if it's text based, mm-hmm. it's super easy. You just copy and paste it somewhere. Yeah. Um, the speed so, yeah. thing, yeah. I the, the speed thing, I haven't experienced too much of an issue with. Okay. You know, like okay. like uh, when we hit search and burp, it's like you hit search and then you go get a coffee and then you know you come <laughs> back and maybe it's done. No, you I know, I was thinking more in the, in terms of like how much time it takes for like you to, to create a filter more than oh, like yeah. Yeah, yeah yeah. No no, so, that yeah, that definitely yeah. takes some time, mm-hmm. but we can still get the result that we yeah. we need. Yeah. To get, um, it, it does work at this point, which is which is helpful. Um, and I, yeah, I think that's no, my a, primary. Yeah, it's yeah. In, it's in like in the top ish of our roadmap. Like I would say, like uh, right now, I'm doing the upstream proxies, uh, so that's gonna mm-hmm. be done for. Oh, nice. Ideally, next next release. Uh, Dude, that would be try. that'd be awesome. So yeah. let, let me ask a little bit about that too, because there's a lot of features uh, people need, and mm-hmm. uh, there's a lot of um, you know. And like you said, you're you're one guy, or maybe one and a half guys. Sometimes you know when you're when your people come over and yeah. work on the Rust stuff. How do you how are you feeling about the decision to go with Rust? Um, I, because I know I, I've talked to a couple people that have mm-hmm. written written software in Rust, and they said it's great, I love it, but. It takes a long ass time to develop stuff. So, I mean, uh, how, yeah. how are you feeling about that? I agree. I agree with that statement. I think yeah. yes, definitely, it takes longer to build uh, and just reason about trying to find the right architecture where, like, you're taking 
you have to think a lot about the data ownership and how it interacts and, and all of that. So that's a bit more annoying. Mm. Um, I feel that the stability you gain once it's written is is worth the time if you can spend it. Like if you if if you don't have the time initially, it's like ah, eh, it's annoying. But it, once you've written it, it's stable. Like stuff we've written like two and a half years ago, we never had problems with. Uh, wow. To this day, so it's like that's cool. Yeah, and when you break break something, usually the compilers help a lot more than other languages. I found uh, mm, mm. that doesn't mean you don't need tests. We have like a lot of tests in the back end, mm-hmm. sure. Um, but still helps a lot on on just like uh, basic mistakes that you would make. So, yeah. So I guess the rubber meets the road with this question: Would you do it again? You know, in, in Rust, or would you? Or do you think that this type of project lends itself to a little bit more of a high-speed development environment that you might be able to get with Go and, and not get as you know yeah. the performance, you know, and and sacrificing a little bit of the performance trade-off? Yeah, that's true. Um, I'm not sure exactly. I'm not sure. <laughs> I know, it's a hard I know. question. It's a hard, it's a hard it's question, a hard question. Man, but yeah, we yeah. don't shy away from the hard questions nah, here. So that's I, fair. You, you, I, yeah. and, and I'm not sure is a perfectly valid answer, um, but uh, you know, I just wanted to get your thoughts on it. No, that's true. You you tend to go faster with Golang. I think mm. uh, for a long time I was like, uh, oh man, we should have done that in Golang. Yeah. Uh, but the more you, I like the language way better than Golang. It's a, mm. Mm. in my opinion, it's a way better design language. Mm. The the only thing is like the async part that we use. Ah. Like if you've used a bit of Rust, you've seen a bit like async rust is mm-hmm. not as nice to use with uh it's honestly some of the stuff i've written and like or read from libraries this is like the wor- most difficult stuff i've seen in programming languages like honestly wow so jeez man that's so that's intense because of the async part that is different so yeah mm, that makes so, sense all right well well thanks yeah. for being honest with that i know i know that it's uh it's a little bit it's a little bit tricky and maybe the grass always seems greener on the other side you know when it you're is always a bit here, greener like, dealing with these async garbage and rust but on but, the other um, side i have like zero uh yeah. zero like if i knew to go to a c library i don't have any penalty like a lot Dude. of stuff you gain from 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 that so it, it's always a trade-off it's yeah. everything in engineering yeah. is, i'm just gonna give a shout out to donut as well right now who yeah. listens to this podcast yeah. I know that is you know I, I don't know if I said anything negative about Rust that I shouldn't have said <laughs> I'm sorry man please don't you know DM me afterwards being like you bloody bloody blah yeah. um, no I no, think but, it's fair it's fair yeah and yeah. it's it's definitely you know I, I think I think it's a so from my very uneducated, uneducated perspective and an inexperienced perspective on this sort of thing I think it that's you guys played the long game with yeah. that you know like in the long run once you get all of the base features and all of your you know and even most of your nice to haves out there and you're really mm. just working on like listening to the user voice and product improvement you know I, I, which is where you guys are approaching now um i think that it will it will really serve you serve you yeah. well um it's just you, you know i i, I know that it it it's painful to have have it take so much time to get some of the stuff yeah. out that yeah. you've wanted to get out quicker. And we've talked about this off yeah. air as well yeah, yeah, yeah. plenty no, of times before. So that's 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 awesome, man. Um, so all right, now that I've I've solved that curiosity, let me swing <laughs> back around to the to the uh, the topic at hand. Um, we've talked a little bit about the client server architecture, the project organization, yeah. and stuff like that. Tell me a little bit about workflows and what kind yeah. of stuff I can do with workflows. Yeah, so workflows is a new idea we came up with. Uh, I'd say like four months, five months ago now. Mm, uh, mm. And then the idea of workflows is uh, we want you to be able to do almost everything you can do in plugins right now, but without having to write code or like with just minimal scripts. Wow. Um, so that's kind of the idea behind it. Uh, we started with uh, um, convert workflows, which are similar to um, Cyberchef style. Mm. Um, right. That's kind I like of that like. Design. Yeah. So in terms of like how we thought about it, it was similar to to uh, CyberChef for sure. And then uh, so I don't know, like people on the visual, you can see that mm. it's yeah. a node-based system. So you drag nodes into your canvas, and then you connect them, and that creates like a, a the equivalent of a script. You have 
uh, if-else right now, uh, that where you can run a bit of JavaScript to do your if-else statement. Oh, wow. Okay, so let um, me, oh, okay, so that's in branch right here? Yeah. And if, uh, I, if I bring that on, yeah. I'm sorry, can you, yeah. Yeah, it's I, a bit I, small I, for my screen, sorry, I, yeah, too. <laughs> no, you're good. Um, I'm not sure exactly, uh, but yeah. Okay, so this right here, you can write, write the code yeah. to... So you write the code, a small script, and then depending on if it returns true or false, it, it's going to take a different branch. Dude, um, this is this is extremely advanced. You know, you've got yeah. like all these little. Uh, you can, and I, I love. I think you guys hit the the nail on the head with this. Um, I guess knowing your your audience, because one of the things I always tell to people that are writing anything that is oriented towards bug bounty hunters or hackers in general is. We don't trust you guys, you know, like, like, you know, if, if you're trying to write some piece of code, you know, to like collect subdomains for me, yeah. I'm going to be like, nah, I need to write that myself because, you know, I'm going to do something a little bit differently mm -hmm. than you're going to do it. And, and, you know, the next person's going to do it a little bit differently than me. And that's what makes this uniqueness that yeah. in the hackers that, that will give you the wide, uh, you know, varying results that you get from hacker to hacker, yeah. even people that have similar experience levels. So something like this. Um, giving us the ability to customize a little bit more, um, yeah. writing our own code into this and having it run, you know, JavaScript and output just sort of the bare essentials that you need to control the workflow. Exactly. I love yeah, that. So we also have, uh, we added the last release, the um, uh, shell node, so you can like call programs on, on, on your computer. Um, oh, sick. So this is like, so th those are like for conversion. Uh, people have been abusing them a bit. <laughs> we oh, found really? <laughs> to <laughs> what do other stuff. What have people done with them? Well, uh, I don't know. Like, just uh, for example, you can trigger a, a run from a, from another tool from some stuff that is in the app. So because oh, for it, sure. it, so basically that's why I say it's a bit of an abuse, but it's not. Yeah, really, yeah, so. yeah, yeah. No, so, for sure. Okay, so they're they're it's meant for just allowing you to do stuff like maybe there's like this white space in this weird area that you can't exactly, get rid of. So like, you like. You have to do like a bay, uh, an authentication where it's like a base 64 with, uh, I don't know, a hash or something like that. Stuff like that yeah. you, you can do pretty easily with Convert. And it was meant that way. I think uh, we want to add the next step of that is that we want to add uh, passive workflows where it's going to react to events in the system. And then eventually active workflows where it's more of a scanner type of things where you, you actively... Ah, okay. Uh, so, so like send requests and stuff like that. What we're looking at now is convert workflows specifically yeah. designed to help uh, expedite your sort of text testing uh, process when you're working on something yeah. and you're like, all right, every single time I have to, you know, take this JSON blob, format or like minify it and then yeah. base 64 encode it, then URL encode it, then stick it in the request and send it, right? Exactly, yeah. And, and this sort of allows you to do set up that, that once and then you can kind of paste it in. It'll just take it from yeah. there and produce that the result. The next step is to have a system like Agverter where you can put brackets and then say this input, I always want you to convert it. So that's like the next con logical step with uh, the convert workflows uh, in, with integration into other tools. So it's, this is so exciting, man, because yeah. I can see the possibilities of like how yeah. my testing is going to change so much, yeah. uh, you know, how, and, and I talk about this a good bit um, in Joel as well. We've kind of talked about his setup as well, but mm -hmm. we both have our unique setups for doing this sort of thing on the fly without relying on tooling. So yeah. I've got I've got like a various set of uh, key bindings that use, uh, wh what is this, uh, a span, a span so, right? No, it's not a span so. Oh, for me, it's auto hotkey, okay. right? So yeah, I, I have yeah, auto yeah. hotkey running in on Windows and I will, you know, hit a certain hotkey and what it'll uh -huh. do is it'll grab what's in my clipboard and then it'll do something to it and then save the result to the clipboard, right? That makes so sense, I can, yeah. you know, if I need to like do base 64 encoding or something like that, then I'll just grab it, I'll hit Hit the key binding for base 64 encoding, and then it's base 64 in my in my mm -hmm. in my you know clipboard. And Joel's got the same thing, except he's got a bunch of like he's got a Python library that he's been oh, building nice. out for the past <laughs> like 10 years that has just literally every sort of thing is imaginable. And somehow in his genius brain, he he remembers the name of them every single time. <laughs> I, I, just, I like I write this, the the aliases yeah. all the time where I'm like, oh, you know, I should write an alias for this, and then I like write it and I stick it in my Bash profile or whatever. Yeah. Yeah. And, and then, then you when I it exists. and then I forget it exists, and then I do the exact same thing next time. So sometimes yeah. somehow he remembers it, and um, 
And so we've all, all the hackers have different solutions yeah. for this, but now it's this is all something built, built in, into yeah. Kaido. Yeah. And the shortcuts are coming soon for, for like executing automatically without doing a right click and everything. We know like from the way we work is we try to do a, an MVP of every new idea we have and we put mm -hmm. it out there as fast as possible. We try to get feedback and then improve on it. Uh, the problem is sometimes we get to another MVP and then we don't have a lot of time to uh, continue yeah. improving on it. No, so that's, I, I that's a, a problem. But yeah, otherwise, uh, that's how we kind of work. Um, well, you know, just just speaking as a as a member of the community, you know, we we all know that that this is a you know a work in in progress, and you guys have so many features that are you know right where they need to be uh, and as these new features come out you know we don't expect them all to be perfect and we i yeah. even personally like the the amount of um uh, ability to influence how these these features actually work um via the discord and, and that yeah. community yeah. so um for any of you listening we'll we'll do a, you know a whole spiel about this at the end you know go use our yeah, code yeah, or whatever yeah, yeah. but yeah. really if you sign up for kaido at this point and, and you are a part of this process as as they're building out these features from the beginning, this product is going to work a lot better for you in the future when it's it becoming the premier HTTP proxy. Um, so definitely go and get involved in the in the um, you know process now and you know get acclimated to it as it's growing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And uh, yeah, like you said, the best way is is uh, to also participate in the GitHub issues and everything like that. Uh, the Discord, we try to be as on as possible. I think we, we I'm not sure how much is going to scale. Like if we scale mm. 10x the number of people in it, not sure it's gonna. We're gonna need some help. Uh, yeah, dude, I, I don't but, know uh, how you do yeah. it already, man. Like running a Discord and doing the business side and writing the Rust code and like, man, that's a lot for three guys. and. Wow. Yeah. That's yeah, yeah. that's crazy. So uh, you guys have been putting in the work and we can definitely see the results here. Um it's it's really cool to see. Um so that that covered most of the I think uh uh topics that we we wanted to cover in yeah. you know just highlighting some of the features. Did you have anything else you wanted to add in there? I don't know. I think that everybody talks to me about that is a bit silly is the intercept where you can view all the intercept <laughs> I don't oh. know if you're set up for oh that. Oh my gosh, dude. Okay. So <laughs> I, 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 it's already become like just, all right, let me just, hold on. I, I actually have my, um, let me just go ahead and, and intercept it. And I've actually got my uh, uh, here tab up and I'll just go ahead and look at this guys. Look at this beautiful thing that has happened here. No, no, no longer do we have to click forward, 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 forward in order to, to forward a request. We can just click on a random request down the line and click forward and it's sent. And how beautiful is that? Like I, I have already like <laughs> this feature, every time I use burp, it pains me, you know, like it, that it doesn't have this feature, you know? And so this is an amazing, amazing thing that you've a got small here. small thing that makes it great difference <laughs> yeah so, man it makes yeah. a huge huge difference and it allows the, for the testing to be so much more it's like you know when, you, when you're you feel like you're pressing forward 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 yeah, forward, yeah. forward and then you accidentally forward the thing you wanted yeah. to modify or something yeah. like that and it's like ah this uh, is so annoying yeah, yeah. and then especially if that has any reps to it you know mm -hmm. you got to go back and like reset something it's the worst and and, and so this really solves that problem yeah and I don't it's know one if of you my also, favorite features. also we added the responses like last uh, oh check that out yeah so uh, oh, you nice. have to enable all the options on the top but like yeah once you enable it uh, top left um, top left oh yeah, here we options go options here. intercept yeah, yeah. responses yeah dude check that out so you can modify the response on the way yeah. back as well yeah. i've been i've been waiting for that that one yeah, was I a know. big one i know yeah, yeah for yeah. the for the time for the time being i was just kind of using match and replace to yeah. to yeah. to fix it but now it's nice that you have that now that's yeah, yeah. that's amazing small improvement over time and now we're almost set up to do the web socket so that's gonna be uh, much easier to do so Wow, man! Exciting stuff! Exciting stuff in the Kaido world. Um, so let me let me. So we we discussed a lot of these awesome features. Um, let me let's talk a little bit about the roadmap. We've talked a lot yeah. about the roadmap already, yeah, but, yeah, yeah. Um, but coming, okay. coming back to the roadmap. Um, in some dark corner of the Kaido Discord, there were <laughs> whispers of a command palette. I know. I know. When, when yeah. do I get a command palette? Uh, you have to bug Jan about that. I oh, know it's not okay. it's out of my hands, you know. That's it's true. Like... It's client side stuff. <laughs> client side stuff, but uh, yeah, I'd say it's uh, 
less of a priority. We have a lot of stuff in the the workflows for like the end of the year. That's like mm. kind of a we we kind of took a detour because like side side note we were launching soon a Teams offering mm. Uh, mm. for if you are like more in the enterprise side or business nice. side. So we are launching a team offering. Uh, so we take it. We took a detour of like a month that wasn't planned uh, to work on that uh, because we had a client ask for it. Uh, so then we're going back to to the the workflows. Uh, so that's coming. But I don't know. It depends on the command palette. It's, I don't know if Yan like sometimes he pulls up like he has a bubble and he codes that in like two days and he ships it. I'm like, okay, whatever. All right, guys, let's All make right. that Ian's next project. Okay, let let's go to the for any of you that love a good command palette and I know you're out there. Let's head over to GitHub. Let's go to the issues and upvote. Yeah, the yeah, yeah. For sure, if it's feature. in the top of vote, we're gonna get it done. Like, so. Okay, awesome. Yeah, dude. I just I don't know, man. There's something I great agree. about a command yeah. palette, and I haven't quite fully replicated this in in Windows. Windows, but um, you know, I had this system a while back when I on my laptop, yeah, um, and it was awesome. And I could just, I could press a, a key binding, and a little box would pop up. And I forget yeah. the name of the technology that I used for this, but it would pop up, and you could program all sorts of stuff to go in there, and it would have all your applications and yeah. stuff. And I just feel like that's what I used for everything. You know, was like I just hit that, and then just, and then yeah, it and just, VS Code also is uh, has that also. Uh, yes, works VS Code. Well. Yeah. rocks it so yeah. um i think command yeah, no, palettes yeah definitely but uh he's gonna hate me for that but it's okay <laughs> <laughs> all right sorry sorry ian you know uh, who, who mentioned it in the discord I, who knows I don't know. uh uh but yeah definitely high on my priority list um yeah. another thing that i know um is really well actually this one's a little bit controversial okay mm -hmm. so um I have in my notes to ask you about the collaborator functionality. Mm -hmm. And as I was prepping for this episode, I was like, hmm, collaborator. That is an interesting tool yeah. because it, it doesn't really seem like something that should be integrated into an HTTP proxy. Um, and, and so on one hand, I'm a little bit in favor of not having that feature around and forcing people to mm -hmm. like set up their own VPS and then get a little bit more dynamic access to, to something like this. But for those, for those people that don't have, I, I rarely ever use collaborator because mm -hmm. I'm, I'm mostly using my, my server for callbacks and mm -hmm. I've got a whole system that just dumps it right into like do a discord webhook. Uh, do you use Android SSH or do you use? No, uh, no, I've got okay. a custom thing way, way okay. before any of this stuff okay. came out. I had, you know, my own system and being the old hacker yeah, curmudgeon that I yeah, am, yeah. you know, I, I'm, uh, I'm, you know, it's hard to make me, you know, change my ways. Yeah, but, yeah, yeah. Uh, so what, what are your thoughts on collaborator? Is that something you guys have on your roadmap in the future or are you planning on leaving that out? Uh, I, I mean, we're going to have some version of it at some point for sure. It's just not on the like short term roadmap at all. Um, because like you said, it's like people once like if you use an hosted services, it's you have to trust that the hosted service is doing not reading your stuff, right? So it's like yeah. it's always this trust issue. Uh, yeah. We understand that. Yeah. So we need to uh, create something that is also self-hostable. And we mm. found like interactive slash exists. So we're like, yeah, maybe we can integrate with that. So I don't know. I'm going to talk to the project discovery guys and uh, we're going to see what we yeah, can do. That would be, uh, that'd be really cool, man. Um, I think HTTP callback is not necessary as much. I don't, I don't think yeah. personally, um, because I think most people that are, well, th this is very, very like a personal opinion thing, but I, I think you know most people have access to that that do you know web testing seriously yeah. have access to a server where they can host POCs or yeah. try to write exploits and that sort of thing, right? But um, what most people do not have access to is their own DNS server that yeah. has a bunch yeah. of these features, right? Mm -hmm. So if there was some sort of infrastructure in place um, that allowed for DNS pingbacks mm -hmm. and that sort of thing. 
that's that would be really helpful. Okay. DNS, DNS. I'm gonna take note of that because uh, yeah, DNS pings. Uh, it's a pain to set up. I agree. Uh, it is. versus it other is. Uh, other types and, of ping. And it's yeah. not actually that much of a pain for any of you no. that are no. that are, that are like sitting out there thinking like yeah, that's a pain. You know, you you can set it up very easily with DNS Chef and and some of the other stuff. Um you just got to go and modify your DNS configuration and yeah. It, it's yeah. good to go. But it's not as <clears throat> It's not as easy to like hook into like a like a, a web service, you know, hook it up into like a web hook that sends yeah, yeah. you like a Slack ping or a Discord ping or something like that. So um, definitely, uh, definitely check out DNS Chef if you're interested in that. Um, but yeah, if that makes it onto the roadmap, I definitely wouldn't complain. But and I also want to challenge the listeners to get that stuff set up yourself because. As you, as, when you do, you'll start noticing things that are a little bit different that you may not be able to do with Collaborator, and you know you'll be able to set up redirects, you'll be able to automate some of your workflow. Um, and and people I think it's better the, in general. People block the Collaborator domain also, so they like do. even if we do it, yeah, it's, likelihood of our domain being blocked is very high, even if we give you like a subdomain for everything. So uh, yeah. that's also the another case. Um, I'd say. Uh, also, like from a business perspective, for us to st- that's always a discussion we had because we would like to offer like stuff to to have that hosted for you and then uh, host payloads and everything. But from a liability perspective, it's very oh, hard yeah. to take oh, that for on, sure. yeah. uh, especially when you're talking about sharing payloads and stuff like that. Uh, it's very legally gray. <laughs> so. Yeah, that, that, that's a great point. You know, yeah. and and like you said, hackers are in general a, a big fan of the decentralized approach, mm-hmm. and and sometimes that is at the cost of convenience, and that's the price we pay. Uh, but um, but at the same yeah. time, like when you go in the other side corporate world, they ask for that. They have this check, oh, yeah. their checklist. So you kind of need to offer some basic things to to get past that checklist. So. Yeah. And I imagine for you guys, you know, just real talk here, you know, it, it's hard to get a product off the ground with just hackers being your clientele, Definitely. you know, Definitely. You, yeah. you need to also cater to other revenue streams. And, and so, um, yeah, I could definitely see why that would be something that you guys would integrate in the future. Yeah. Um, all right. So I've got a couple more places I can go, but it looks like I'm looking at the doc that you've got like some questions for me. It looks like, uh, yeah, well, I, I just threw up some questions because I wanted to have your thoughts on a, a bunch of stuff around a lot of the, the, things we plan to do. Uh, we talked a bit about like the community, like integration with uh, com- uh, um, bug bounty platforms and things like that. Sure. So that's, yeah, yeah. that's kind of like, we already touched a bit about that question. Mm. But in, ter- mm. in terms of like reporting, collaborations and everything, we, we are starting to think about what we want to do in that space. Like one of our goals as a, as a business is to eliminate PDF reports. Like that's a stated goal in the company. Uh. Um, so close to the heart. (laughs) Yeah. So anything like how you collaborate with other people to build your reports and, Mm. and, and then how you'd see that in, 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 in a tool like that. Yeah. Yeah. So, so I guess for me, when it comes to reporting collaboration, a lot of the times when I'm collaborating with other hackers, you've kind of got this like person that has, you know, you, Sometimes you have 50-50 contribution, Mm -hmm. but sometimes it's like 60-40 or like 70-30, right? And so one of the things that I always volunteer to do to even it out if I'm on the 30 side is I'll say, hey, man, why don't you just let me write the report? Because it Mm -hmm. takes time and no one really feels like doing it and that sort of thing, right? Um, And I actually very rarely see... And, and you know you do see it with like very monst- you know monstrously large reports yeah. where you know you'll actually collab and be like in a Google Doc writing it at the same time sort of vibes. Um, but most of the time, I see I see us writing separately. So okay. if you just had something like uh, like we talked about before, where um, you know LLM assisted report yeah. writing, that would be an absolute game changer. Um, and some place to store the report inside mm-hmm. of Kaido would be really cool as well. Um, and and then you know we can write 
the, the report directly within Kaido, and we don't have to worry about like, okay, uh, and, and to HackerOne and BugCrowd and Integrity's defense, they've they've fixed the stuff now where like it automatically saves like every like two seconds. Oh, yeah, That's yeah, great, yeah. you know. Yeah. But but I'm traumatized from my my past of it like them, yeah 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 where where I wrote like a whole report and then I like click something and it deleted it all and yeah, I'm like yeah. no no um yeah. so I always try to do that offline and then paste it into yep. um you know whatever whatever platform I'm working with so uh, if you had something like that in Kaido I think that would be amazing yeah yeah we were thinking of like how okay do we make it collaborative over uh, an encrypt like if we do an end to end encrypted system where like you have each have their own report and then we can do collaborative editing over end to end encryption that's something we are considering and then uh, seeing like yeah. do we do we export in issues like or do we export in pdfs and 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 all of that stuff so it's yeah uh, that's that's an interesting you know collaboration there's a lot of a lot of stuff that that could go into collaboration there um personally i feel like i would be more comfortable if the report stayed local mm-hmm. um you know and there even if there wasn't you know a, a, even you know, even with end-to-end encryption or whatever, yeah, yeah. Um, you know, having the report just stay local makes more sense to me because there's no need for that to be anywhere else. Um, uh, I guess if you are doing some collaboration, you could use a software like, uh, what is it, like hackmd.io or something like that. That's a great mm. software for writing. Also, of course, I'm sure you know this, but uh, we live and breathe and write uh, Markdown. Uh, so yeah. please, please, yeah. please use Markdown as the primary um, thing. None of those other fancy HTML editors. Um, Interesting. Yeah. 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 Uh, so yeah, that's kind of where I'm at with that. And then as far as collaboration features go, I I don't know. Do Do you guys have any thoughts on like actually collaborating, like on the HTTP requests or like uh, on the actual hacking part within Kaido? Uh, that's up to debate. Uh, we mm. are planning to uh, allow people to connect to the same instance at the same time. Like that's yeah. coming. Um, we still have a bunch of bugs to fix uh, for that. But yeah, I feel like that'd be really tricky to implement. But maybe, yeah. maybe not. Yeah. yeah, it's some. It's not perfect, but it works because it's similar to like you having two tabs and then just having two different views, right? So it's sure, not sure. that different. There are some actions that are a bit annoying because it changes for the whole application uh, because it's not segmented mm. per user. It's not like a per per tenant thing or whatever. So um, I'd say this is going to happen. In terms of reporting, we are planning to use... I think it's going to be able to stay local anyway, but mostly allowing people to collaborate over CRDT or things like that. It's a CRDT is if people yeah, want to learn CRDT? about that. I don't, I don't it's know that. a conflict free replication data type, something like that. I'm no, not sure like exactly, okay. but the idea is like you can be offline, both of you on each side and then you sync and then it, it resolves the conflict automatically a bit like git does for for code and things like that wow yeah but but you can build a whole application on on top of that system so uh that's kind of what we're going for probably for everything collaboration wise over the network with two instances or multiple instances. and would that be over the internet or would that be over a local network or what uh, that would be over the internet so okay, that's good. kind of the idea is like you can yeah. have a lot of instances and be completely separate and then still share some stuff and yeah so yeah, yeah but it's good this would be a really interesting feature you know because i was thinking like all right how do we aid collaboration without mm-hmm. making it too and interdependent on each other right and one of the things that came to mind was like man it would be really cool if i could just right click on a replay tab and yeah. be like copy link to that you know yeah. and, it, and it like takes the replay tab encapsulates it in like you know you know some sort of object and then you can send it to your friend and they can open it up in their kaido instance and now they have that same request you know that would be super amazing and i I think in general just uh more more access to being able to very quickly share links Mm -hmm. you know if you have I, i guess you'd have to do like a you know, time time bound link share service or something like that. Yeah, you can or do even that. That's something you guys would want to host. I don't. I don't know if you want to even host that, but. But uh, we don't mind hosting it if it's encrypted. Like, if sure. I don't have, if I can decrypt it for me, it's just a blob of binary data, so I don't yeah. really care. I can host it. It's not no big deal. Right. Um, so that's kind of where we're going with that. Uh, 
I don't know if like reporting, we had an idea of a timeline at some point where you could just like drop uh, things like that, notes and things like that and create just an, um, versus like a markdown where like it's text-based. So you kind of, it's kind of annoying for us to, to insert custom like custom objects because it's mm-hmm. not made for that. So it's, I'd say like something like a notion would be easier for us to implement because you can create custom. I don't know if you've used notion in the past, yeah, but I like, haven't used notion okay. very much. Yeah. So it's kind of the idea of like boxes where box can be an image, can be anything. Basically they can, code. And you can encapsulate different stuff. Yeah, and everything okay. like text is in the box, but then it's a, mm-hmm. inside the, the box it's, it's markdown, let's say, but sure. you can mix and match with other stuff types of objects that are not easily uh, addressable in Markdown, so. Huh, yeah. that, that, that's interesting, yeah. How would we wanna, because if the end result needs to be Markdown for compatibility mm-hmm. with the with the reporting platforms, you know, and that sort of thing, then it would be a little bit tricky. But I, I mean, to be honest, yeah. you only really have, maybe, not, I mean, you really only have one major object you need to yeah. integrate with. Well, yeah. no, you, requests and responses, you know, like, yeah. like you need to have requests and responses. So. But eventually we'll have like, okay, you have multiple steps or you have a workflow and all oh, that. Right. Like, with you, the you whole see? like workflow, like, yeah. you sharing yeah. the, the exploit yeah. workflow. Yeah. yeah. True. It gets so, tricky, man. It gets tricky. So uh, that's why we have to think a bit ahead, like what we plan to do. And so some, sometimes the decisions we make, they are not super obvious for like, right now what we offer but we kind of have to think about like six months or a year in advance where we're gonna be if we when we design a new system and yeah no that's tricky man i would not be great at that uh (laughs) it's definitely a lot of work for you guys um i I, i'm thinking as well you know okay so let's say we were going to integrate this into a report on a platform right Mm -hmm. um we have the end result needs to be Markdown. So when we we export it to Markdown or create the final output, maybe like your workflows become an image wrapped in a link, and then they click the image, and, and it opens up a Kaido yeah. workflow in their browser or something like that. But I'm not sure if the platforms even really allow you to. But that's kind of on us. External to, images. Yeah, that's kind of on us to negotiate something with like HackerOne and and yeah. and things like that. It's not yeah. impossible. So to make yeah. them change eventually, like have a, we can define a, a standard for the industry that is a bit more a mix of markdown and other stuff. So yeah, it's, that's, that's everything's possible. It's just like, yeah. How yeah, we, so, yeah, but I mean, HackerOne and, and BugCrown and Integrity, they're all, they're all great and they are our primary platforms. But, um, you know, we also want to be able to use these, this mm. markdown reports in lots of other areas too. So I'm thinking, you know, if there was some way to be, a, like, for example, I think actually you can do, I don't know, I feel like I've seen it on some of the platforms where you in, embed the data in a base64 encoded yeah. blob inside mm-hmm. your report, right? Yeah. And it's really ugly to look at, but it works just fine if you're if you're, you yeah. know, looking at the at the markdown view, it's kind of uh, ugly to look at, but if you look at the rendered view, it's 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 fine. Yeah. So you could even do something like that with a link wrapped around that picture and yeah. that would sort of create the nice brand branding effect and smooth report effect mm-hmm. while still staying compatible with native. Yeah. yeah. You know, no, markdown. definitely markdown export is is needed, no yeah. matter how what we do basically. So, hundred percent, man. Wow, there's so many so many ways that this could be revolutionary, man. <laughs> I'm thinking in my yeah, head yeah. right now. But the- uh, my goal, like long longer term, is eventually like if we get rid of this markdown step and we have like mm-hmm. another format, it is interesting that companies on the other side can also import in their system. Mm. That's kind of like you, you cut down on the text-based system and, and you yeah. have a format where it's more appropriate to. Uh, well, I, I guess the other thing is, you know, you, you, you said a part of your <laughs> company mission statement is to delete, you know, yeah. PDF reports. Yeah. But I mean, you also have that sort of compatibility issue when it, mm-hmm. when it comes into dealing with some of these bigger companies that need to attach a report to like a JIRA ticket or something. Yeah. No, for sure, for sure, it's uh, an ongoing uh, problem. But uh, the problem also on the enterprise side is they don't have a lot of good software to manage their vulnerabilities, uh, mm. and then mm. that understands like real. Like for me, if it's in Jira, it's a bit weird. So it's like they should have yeah. something more specialized. I don't know if we're gonna well, go in that direction. But they need to have but, that. Yeah. They need to have yeah. that to give the developers. Yeah, you know, the yeah. developers it are needs using to be Jira. integrated in Jira, but they should have like. Uh, something else on top of it like that's some other stuff yeah maybe kaido uh yeah, you know we're thinking about enterprise it, uh, yeah. uh vulnerability management platform yeah yeah 
Yeah, that integrates. Like, that's kind of our idea, but we'll see how much we can develop. And But it's kind of the idea of, like, building this whole ecosystem where you can have, like, you, the hackers and the hackers are happy. And, and then the other side of the enterprise, it's like they're all savvy because they can manage your stuff that they receive. So Absolutely. Yeah, yeah man. Um, I'm looking at the I'm looking at the doc here. I think we yep. covered pretty much everything. Um, I guess do you? I imagine Kaido is the thing you want to shout out at the end of the pod. Yeah, well, I just wanted to do also a small shout out because we made uh, the Kaido Pro uh, free for students. So oh, nice. Uh, I just wanted to mention it. I try to mention it uh, every time I have the chance. Uh, so just there's like a small procedure for for you to to apply for that. It's on our website. So otherwise, yeah, just look at what we're doing. Join the community if you yeah, can. Get in, get in yeah. the Discord, guys. Yeah, it, it's it's pretty yeah. nice. Yeah, yeah, we try to be there as much as possible. And and if you can, you can support the project also. That's uh, always appreciated. At the end of the day, everybody needs to eat. So that's yeah. the reality of it. Uh, exactly. So, so yeah. yeah. Uh, Including the, uh, you know, CTBB podcast host yes, here. Exactly. So make sure yeah. you're using your discount code yeah. CTBB podcast at checkout um, and getting yourself an yeah. extra 10% off the uh, annual uh, license yeah. and take food from a meal's pocket and put it into my, <laughs> you know, take money real, from a meal, yeah, that's put okay. it to me. No. Yeah, um, we, ha- we have annual and monthly. So we are right now our, our referral program only works for annual. So. Okay. Gotcha. Very nice. Good to know, man. Thank you so much for coming on the pod. I'm really looking forward to the future of Kaido. And yeah, I'll be using it on a regular basis. Yeah. Happy to be here. And uh, let's do something again at some point in the future. (laughs) For sure, man. We're definitely keeping an eye on you guys. All right. Thanks. That's the pod.